movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is going to be a little bit of a different episode than I normally do, and it's going to probably going to be a little short than normal, but I apologize for the time frame. But I do have a good show lined up for tonight, and not only that, but this is kind of like the old school way of the way that I used to do it back before I got guests and stuff like that. This is something that I haven't done in a while, which is a full-on solo show. So... With that being said, I hope that you guys enjoy this. I hope there's many more of the, these because I like doing some solo shows. But then again, I also like having someone that to converse with, to talk to, and stuff like that too. But with that being said, let's go on ahead and talk about our topic for tonight. And that is actors and actresses that were supposed to be on the A-list act actors and actresses. And they got overhyped. They just never made the cut or anything like that. The first one I want to talk about is Kate Bosworth. I mean, Kate Bosworth is a great actress. It's just that she wasn't a bad movie. You would think that with Superman Returns, it was supposed to be the return of her career. It was supposed to be the heightened of her career, if you think about it, because of the fact it's a superhero-based movie, and also to you also have we haven't had a superhero movie with Superman in a long long time or anything like that when you think about it with, with anything. Then they try to do the whole entire Christopher Reeves thing where he's just basically lifting a bunch of things and things like that. And, you know, I thought that Kate Bosworth's um, performance as Lois Lane was really good. It's just that she got the shit into the stick, if you will, because of the fact that, you know, it was just a bad movie. There is such a thing as getting a bad script and being in a bad movie and doing the best you can with what you have. And that's what Kate Bosworth did. She actually had a bad script and it's not her fault or anything like that. I thought that she did a really good job at playing at Lois Lane. Don't get me wrong. I like Amy Adams, but I was just had so much potential for Kate Bosworth as an actress to be able to do the things that she was doing and everything like that. And I thought that this would actually boost her career up, but with the bad reviews, with the bad um, performances and stuff like that within Superman Returns and them doing some a rehash of the old school Superman that we all knew and loved from Christopher Reeves and then trying to reiterate that all again, it just didn't flow right. It just didn't seem right at all for, especially in a 2006 kind of era. And it just sucks that, you know, Case Bosworth just didn't make the cut during that time. Another the another actress that I want to mention though too is Dakota Fanning. Dakota Fanning to me what is a good actress if she's in the right stuff. And you know, don't get me wrong, she's played in Charlotte's Web, she's played in um, the Twilight films and everything as well. But when you look at her and the way she was a actually to play some of the characters in in some of these other movies and everything, I thought that she would have actually shot up and everything. You would think that. She would actually shot up after some of the other stuff that she's done. But look at what she did with Man on Fire, the way she actually played in, into that role and everything. I thought she did a really good job when she was in Man on Fire. And, you know, one thing I can say about the code of fanning was the fact that she always gave it 100%, whether or not that the movie was good or not. But she always tried to get the best performance out of her. And that's the job of the director. And I feel like the directors actually gave she actually gave it her all. But with uh, Dakota Fanning, on the other hand, she didn't, the way I see it is this, she just didn't go, she got overhyped to the point where she was off the list on everybody else's radar, in my honest opinion. I feel like that Dakota Fanning should have gotten a lot more respect in Hollywood than what they did. Don't get me wrong, I know that she's playing in TV series like Ripley and The First Lady and stuff like that, and I just thought that there would be more potential to actually see her versus 
everything else that we've gotten from her. Because here's the thing. I think that she is a great actress, given the right script, given the right direction from the director, of course. And I feel like that she just got another one that just got the shit into the stick. Because if you look at the way she actually did the, don't get me wrong. I don't like the Twilight films at all, unless you count like Breaking Dawn part one and part two. I thought those were the best ones. If you actually look at the movies that make me cringe, that segment and everything that Tamika and I did, we actually reviewed all of the Twilight movies and things like that. To me, I thought the Breaking Dawn part one and part two was the better of the Twilight films. But if you actually look at the performance that Dakota Fanning did, and she gave it her 100% and her best, I thought that she would have actually been the one to actually bring it home. But unlike that, unlike Kate Bosworth and everything, she just didn't do it. She just didn't bring it home like I thought she would. I thought that she would be getting more deals and everything. I thought that maybe, too, that maybe, just maybe, her manager would actually, or agent would have gave her more roles or give her a script to where she can shine because she's a great actress given the right roles. I think she could actually do a lot with it. But that's just my own perspective and everything. I'd like to know what you guys have to say about that. Another person I have to mention is Adrian Brody. And now this is actually my friend Kidrick's favorite actor. And I have to say, Adrian Brody is actually one of my favorite ones too, if you think about it. And Adrian Brody is such an underrated character, uh, not character, but under um, underrated actor, rather. And I feel like this. He did a great job, if you think about it, whenever you looked at Spl the movie Splice. I thought he did a really good job where his character develops into this character where he's like very charismatic towards what he's doing and also too, showing some type of symp sympathy towards um, the alien creature that they, had, him and his wife, actually make. And, you know, I thought that as the movie developed, you actually got to see him change into the character that he's supposed to be. And I really liked his timing with that. I thought Adrian Brody would actually be the standout in it and everything, and everything. but that's not the case here. Adrian Brody has, is a great actor, but not giving very little respect into the Hollywood business. If you actually think about it, I feel like that Adrian Brody could wind up being the next best thing to be honest with you and like i said with the dakota fanning and everything i know that we've seen him in some other stuff like for instance he's been in chapel weight and also some other uh untitled lake project with the tv miniseries and of course this uh salamander lives twice which is in pre-production but here's the thing he hasn't really been in anything really other than 2017 with Bullethead, and that was just which is actually a movie that he's did, and then he also did Pinky Blinders, which is a great TV series. I recommend it, but I would love to see him in a bigger screen than what than a smaller screen because he fits in so perfectly in what you're trying to do. He gets a he, I can guarantee you this: if you cast Adrian Brody in a movie, 110 percent, you're gonna wind up getting a great performance out of him, and he just doesn't quite measure up to any of the other actors or whatever because of the fact that he, somebody's always outshining him with his performance and stuff like that. Like I mentioned before, Splice was actually one of my favorite movies that he's done, especially whenever you look at it, you have him and his wife splicing all these creatures together uh, to make this alien being and everything. And he's very charismatic at the very beginning of it. And then once you get towards the end of it, that's when his character starts changing, starts being a little bit more shady to the point where 
he winds up something winds up happening to him and also the uh alien being that he spliced together but that is such an underrated movie and not only that but adrian brody is definitely an underrated actor working in hollywood today I've, and not only that but i know that m night sham and i made the movie the village and i know the village is not that great of the film but if you look at adrian brody if you look at his performance aside from joaquin phoenix because joaquin phoenix did a fantastic job in the village and he was actually offered more deals but Adrian Brody was definitely someone that they should have been looking at more closely because Adrian Brody is a brilliant actor if he's given the right roles, if the role calls for him, of course. Of course, if the director decides that he wants to put him in his movie, but you can't, here's the thing, you can't knock him or anything like that. Adrian Brody is just a fantastic actor. I feel like that he gets, he's really, really underutilized if you think about it especially with his acting abilities. And I think that he's a great actor if given the right role. And also too, if the director wants to have actually have him in his movie, but you know, you really do need to go ahead and give Adrian Brody what credit is due because Adrian Brody is a brilliant actor. And also too, I want to mention this, the jacket is probably the most tense film that you probably would see him in with him and Kate Winslet and Kate Winslet actually does a good job. I think the chemistry between Kate Winslet and Adrian Brody was really good in the film. So if you haven't seen the jacket, if you don't know what the jacket is or anything like that, go ahead and check out, check that out as well. Go ahead and check out the trailer for it and tell me what you guys think. If you think Adrian Brody is a standout or not, because to me, I think that Adrian Brody's a brilliant actor. Um, another one that I want to actually mention is Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch played Gambit in Wolverine Origins. Wolverine Origins wasn't that great of a film, if you actually think about it, because of the whole entire plot development. It was in development hell, pretty much, as well. And then, also, too, what they did with Gambit is very one-dimensional. Gambit is so much more than just being a one-dimensional character. He has layers to that character and stuff like that. And they made him just like a very basic, paint-by-the-numbers kind of a superhero with with the cards and everything else that he actually uses and to me you needed to actually you need to bring out who gambit was i feel like i didn't get enough of that with taylor kitsch but taylor kitsch is a good actor it was just that the script wasn't the best in the world when it came down to the x-men origins with wolverine or anything like that i think anybody would actually agree with me unless i know there's a few small portion of people that might have liked um wolverine x-men origins or they might have not but still you can't here's the thing with taylor kitsch he you can always count on him to do to to do a great performance and not only that but i liked him in the covenant i thought the covenant is an underrated film especially when you're dealing with brothers who are from eastwick which is also part of salem and i thought that killer kitsch was actually the standout in that movie as well to the and everything too and i here's the thing I, I really liked him in the movie and I thought the development of the brothers were really good. I thought the chemistry was really good with them. And also too, I actually felt some danger whenever Killer uh, Kitsch was in danger within that movie. So for me to actually give it praise and for him to make me care about his character is something that needs to be said. And also too, Battleship. Battleship may not have been the best movie if you actually think about it. It's based off of a board game. It's hard to do a movie that's based off of a board game, but they managed to do it and they knew what it was. It was something silly, something that you didn't have to take seriously. You can turn your brain off for two and a half hours, watch Liam Neeson joke around uh, with Taylor Kitsch, give him hell and things like that. When it came down to these alien beings being, um, being on earth and everything, 
But Battleship was a fun movie, but it's also an underrated movie, an underappreciated movie. But Taylor Kitsch, to me, would have been a good fit if they actually did decide to reboot uh, Top Gun, for instance, if they ever did decide to do that and not make Top Gun Maverick. If you actually, if you look at Taylor Kitsch and the way he looked during that time and everything, he looked just like a splitting image of Tom Cruise in a sense in the 1980s, whenever he was in Top Gun. I think that he would act, he would actually have been a great fit for a Top Gun reboot or a Top Gun TV series if they ever decided to do a Top Gun TV series. But Taylor Kitsch did also a good job in another movie though too, which is also underappreciated also too that is really underrated and it didn't get a lot of praise. A matter of fact, it was poorly marketed. And that is the fact that it was also based off of a graphic novel, but just because it was based off of a graphic novel does not mean it was bad or anything. It was just the fact that the story development wasn't that great. And then also too, you the script probably wasn't that great either, but I still had a great time watching this film. I was invested into this film that uh, he was in. And I feel like Taylor Kitsch, was a great like i said taylor kitsch is actually a great actor but just not being used in the right way uh for whatever they're trying to do and that movie is john carter john carter is a fantastic film when you actually look at the story arc of john carter where he is at the very beginning of the film it gives you a chance to actually care about the character the development of the character and seeing where he where he goes john carter is a great film but it was poorly marketed. By the time the word of mouth and the positive word of mouth got around, this movie was gone at the movies. It was gone no more and everything. And so therefore it didn't make enough money to actually say, hey, look, we need to make a sequel out of this to where people cared about making a sequel to um, this movie for John Carter. So that's why we didn't see a sequel or anything like that. That's why they decided, hey, look, we're not going to make a John, John Carter uh, sequel or anything like that because of the fact it was poor, because of the fact it barely made any money. But it was also the job of the studios to say, hey, look, it was poorly marketed. It was our fault. Why don't we try and re-release this and see if it actually makes some money? But instead, it becomes a cult classic to where people winded up liking J John Carter. And Taylor Kitsch is definitely one of those people that you, we should have watched out for at the very beginning. Uh, especially when he played Gambit. Like I said, Gambit wasn't um, was poorly used, but you can't tell me that Taylor Kitsch didn't do a good job as Gambit on the script that he that he had, because I think that he that he did a fantastic job at what he, what he had in front of him. So Taylor Kitsch is actually is my other one. Another one I want to mention is the fact that Alex uh, Pitifer, who's who played in I Am Number Four. I Am Number Four was a great original idea about superheroes and it was shot in a way that I can actually say was like a found footage type film at the very beginning. And then after that, it winds up becoming like a regular film, but still you would think with someone with his charisma, someone with his physique, someone that isn't that bad of a looking dude or whatever, because don't forget, here's the thing. People wind up uh, seeing certain guys as sex appeal and stuff like that. You would think that someone that looked like him, somebody would actually say, hey, look, we want you to be in a movie, but that's not the case. And he, to me, I think that this actor should have been casted in more films. And also, too, he should have been more appreciated as well, because I think I Am Number Four is an underrated film. Nobody even talks about I Am Number Four anymore. I Am Number Four is probably a good um, original concept of a comic book based movie that people need to watch. Because seriously, there's a lot of good performances in that movie. Yes, I know that some people may not like it, 
but I had a good time watching it. I ended up shoving some popcorn in my face, watching the movie. I had a good time and stuff like that. So I'm going to have to give it up for uh, Alex Pepper because I thought that he did a really good job in that film. Uh, so my next one I actually have on my list is Minnie Driver. She played in Goodwill Hunting. When you look at the chemistry between Matt Damon and her, it worked. It worked right on screen. It added in the dramatic effects. It added in everything that you wanted within this type of movie with with her, with Minnie Driver. And she does such a great job in this film. She's poorly... Um, underutilized and everything in a movie and, and stuff like that. I feel like if they wanted up giving her some more roles, I think that at the very beginning, as soon as here's the thing, Goodwill Hunting had such good buzz going on, especially when we're at the Academy Awards and things like that. And there was no mention of Minnie Dreyfer at all, to be honest with you. And to see her not uh, succeed after that makes me sad that she's was actually underutilized and underlooked for her performance. And I thought her performance was a standout, but you know, I thought that that was something that can be said for, for it though, you know? So my next one, I'm going to have to go with Emily, uh, Hirsch, uh, Emil well, I'm sorry if I'm butchering his name, but, uh, Amelia Hirsch from Alpha Dog, but he played uh, such a good job in Alpha Dog especially the back and forth with Bruce Willis. Then of course you also have Sharon Stone in this movie or Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie. Um, it's based off of a true story where you have like a kid that's gone missing and basically um, his character winds up kidnapping the kid, his kid and winds up killing him. And of course, Justin Timberlake's in the movie as well. And this movie is really good. And not only that, but you can also tell that he was very threatening though, whenever it comes down to his performance and also, too, he's also a little bit of a pansy, if you think about it, though, too. But <laughs> um, here's the thing, though. Alpha Dog is probably one of my favorite movies when it comes down to gangster films. And Alpha Dog is still on my list. As a matter of fact, I have it on DVD back before Blu-rays even came out and everything. I think that you guys would actually like him in that movie. Another one that he played in was Into the Wild. It's based off of a true story as well. But... The ending is so sad when it comes down to that ending, but basically you have this guy who is just tired of everyday life, who's tired of uh, just poisoning the earth, tired of every of just everything, and decides to go on a hiking trip to go into the woods and just explore, just to go ahead and forget about his problems, forget about... Um, just pretty much forget about everything in general that's going on around him and just center in his inner uh, zen, if you will. Uh, but yeah, I thought that movie is really good. And some people may not like it. I can understand that because basically there's not that much dialogue in it. But to me, you don't actually have to have dialogue to enjoy a movie. You can do stuff within a movie not to have dialogue. You can have the way the character looks at something. You can have... Uh, different elements into acting. There's several different things into acting that you don't have to worry about when it comes down to dialogue. Um, then, of course, I have to go with uh, Fariz, uh Black from The Craft. She's also another one that's underutilized as well. She is a beautiful woman. Don't get me wrong. But what she did in The Craft was beautifully scary. And also, too, someone that should have been looked at at the very beginning of her career, at the height of her career. I would have thought that after the craft, she would actually boost her career up even more. 
But no, instead, she's pretty much on the back burner if you think about it when it comes down to actresses in the 90s. And I feel like if they went on ahead and gave her more roles and more things to do, that she would have moved on to something great, something more grand. And uh, she's just a fantastic actress. And here's the thing. I've liked her ever since I saw The Craft. I think The Craft is a great film. If you haven't seen it, it's, it's about these uh, three uh, witches and about this girl who winds up moving into this town in California. And basically what winds up happening is this. They wind up forming a group together and they, and they do a bunch of witchcraft and things like that. And things start going awiry with their uh, with their spells. But check that out if you haven't seen it. I strongly recommend it. And also, too, she also played in American History X, which I recommend anybody watching that's into dramas and stuff like that. And, you know, I think that you guys might actually enjoy that one, too. And then, finally, not least, I have Carrie Ann Moss um, is another underrated actress. And I have to say, whenever she's on the screen, she makes you care about what's going on around her. And that's just, uh, and here's the thing. She was great in The Matrix. She would think because she was in The Matrix films that she would wind up being one of the actresses that would actually be on somebody's top list, especially after playing Trinity, for crying out loud. You would think that an actress who played Trinity would actually get more work in Hollywood. But instead, she's another one that just fell flat to the point where nobody really gave her any more roles or anything like that. And she's also under, she's underrated as an actress. And matter of fact, the only movie that she's basically playing in right now is The Matrix 4. And of course, she was also in, she played a short part as a narrator for Power of Pollinators. Uh, and then, of course, she played in the Jessica Jones TV series for a little bit as well. And then she played in The Defenders and the Iron Fist, The Bye Bye Man, which is not that great of a film. So, like I said, she's been in some bad roles but also to underutilize, underutilize for her job and what she does and things like that. I think that if she was given the right script, she could actually go on to do something great. As a matter of fact, uh, she was in a song called Elephants, uh, well, a movie called Elephants Song, and then also Pompeii, which was not even, didn't, didn't receive well. It was just certain things that I feel like that, yeah, she's getting work, but I feel like in a sense, that her agent should have went on ahead and told her, hey, look, you're built for more than this. Let's see what else I can get you aside from this. And I would actually thought that after getting the job with Netflix Marvel, especially coming off of Jessica Jones, especially coming off of the Defenders and stuff like that, she would get more cohesive roles to where she can play and stand out on. But instead, they underutilized her. They ended up just giving her some crappy roles and stuff like that to play in. Don't get me wrong. I know actors and actresses have to work. But I thought that, you know, the agent was like, look, you need to pick your roles very carefully so that way we can put you in a movie that can actually get you an Oscar or something to where you can have positive word of mouth going for you because I want to help you. But this, in my honest opinion, they didn't even try to guide her into the proper areas that she needed to be guided in to where she can stand out. But that's just my own opinion. Tell me what you guys think. What are some of the actors and actresses that uh, that never really made it and that were actually overhyped or hyped? I'd like to know. Tell me, uh, tell me and everything, because I'd like to know what you guys have to say about that. Also, too, I want to mention this real quick. Rick Moranis is actually another actor that is under underrated but here's the thing 
I'm not going to say that it was his Asian fault or anything like that, opposed to all these other actors and actresses. I have respect for Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis retired because of the fact that his wife had cancer. The guy quit acting so we can take care of his wife and his kids. Otherwise, he would have still been going and still been acting. But family is more important than acting, guys. And for him to say, hey, look, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to relax a little bit. I'm going to see what happens. I'll come back to this later on. But right now, my family comes first before this. And that's something I can actually respect with Rick Moranis. And Rick Moranis is a great actor when you look at it, when you look at Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2. Some people may not like him in Ghostbusters 2, but I thought he was great as a com comic comedical aspect to it. And also Spaceballs. You cannot forget about Spaceballs. Big Bully was also another one that's underrated as well. His filmography is back in the 80s and 90s. It's just something to tell. And then also to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Honey, I Blew Up the Kid and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids again. Don't get me wrong. It's a straight to uh, DVD. Well, not straight to DVD, but straight to VHS at that time. But here's the thing. What made me want to watch this movie is because of Rick, Rick Moranis. If Rick, Rick Moranis was in it, I probably wouldn't have not watched all three of those Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movies. But like I said, Rick Moranis is one of those people that are that's highly underrated in Hollywood, but is also very respected in Hollywood. And is someone that I can always go back and watch some something and laugh my ass off at. And that's saying a lot because of the fact that there's not really a lot to make us laugh anymore. Some Sometimes some of the stuff is actually really dark and twisted to the point where they're putting a lot of reality into some of the stuff that we that's going on around us. But I would like to actually have watch something that would actually make me bust out laughing. And there's only one movie that's done it this year so far, and that is Bad Trip. But anyways, I'm kind of getting off subject. But anyways, um, Rick Moranis, great actor and everything. But, you know, definitely not underutilized. Definitely a good uh, comedic actor as well. He can also do drama. He's great. Go on ahead, check out some of his filmographies if you haven't seen anything from Rick, Rick Moranis. Also, too, tell me what you guys think about Rick Moranis in the comment section, guys. This is not just about me. I would like to actually know what you guys think about Rick Moranis as a person, as an actor and everything. Go on ahead and comment. If you guys don't have anything for me or whatever in the next five minutes or whatever, that's okay, too, because I'm going to be back again soon to do this again. Uh, like I said, this has been a blast just doing this solo a little bit. It's been a while since I've done this solo. <laughs> so um, I can't believe it's almost been like two years since I've been, that I've been doing this. So, you know, it's just been a blast uh, having different guests on and everything. And then me doing the solo show and doing this at the spare of the moment. And it's been fun. It's been great, guys. Another thing, too, is if you guys can, go on ahead and donate to the page. How do you, how do you guys do that? You're just going ahead and go to www.gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers unite and go on ahead, donate five to ten dollars there. Or if you don't, if you can't, I totally understand. I know this pandemic has got everybody's uh, pockets on the wad. That's perfectly fine. But if you guys want to, go on ahead and follow us at movie lovers TV lovers unite on Facebook. And on Instagram and also too on Pinterest underneath the same name. You can also catch an audio only podcast episode of what we do here, wherever you guys get your podcast from. Another thing too, I'm going to have another guest on with me tomorrow night. We're going to be talking about uh, mo watching movies in the movie theater versus watching um, movies at home. So go ahead and take a look at that tomorrow night at eight o'clock Eastern time, seven o'clock uh, central time and nine o'clock. Well, six o'clock. Well, maybe five o'clock Pacific time, 
But go ahead and check that out. Also, too, guys, go ahead, give me a like, share this with everybody, let everybody know about Movie Lovers Unite. Also, too, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit over there. And underneath the same brand, Movie Lovers Unit on Stereo, sometimes Charlie and I, we go on ahead and we talk about movies and things like that on the Stereo app. Then, of course, you guys can go on ahead and email me at movieslovesunite at gmail.com. And those, that's everywhere that you can actually reach me. And, of course, you guys can also catch me on Mount Schmodown, on Schmoes of the North, on Saturdays at 3 o'clock Central Time, 4 o'clock Eastern, and two, 1 o'clock Pacific Time. Those are all the places that can you reach me at, and I can't wait to do this again, guys. It's been a blast. It was real. Also, too, go ahead and check out our Neighbors Watching Trailers review that we just dropped. We just dropped the Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson trailer reaction to uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard's Wife. So go ahead and check that out. And always until next time, guys. Bye-bye. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DiGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audio books, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audio book and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too guys, that's not all they have. They also have they also have finish if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless.